Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. To another edition of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And once again, before we start the podcast uh, for our second one this week, uh, please don't be afraid to, uh, to to review, rate, and uh, subscribe to our podcast. Um, if you think I'm really hot, please give a five star for that. If you think that, if you think that, uh, if if you sit there, you watch it on YouTube, and you're like, "Dang, you know who's this co-host with me too?" Uh, you know, if you hey, look, just give it the five star. You know, I, I uh, it, it should it should be a uh, it should be a lovely pod that we have today. Uh, I'm not going to blast anybody on the network today. I'm going to I want everybody to get five. Stars. I am. I shout am. out, Alex. I'm actually going to give a shout out to uh, the guy that was on here last week. Alex Burr. Give him a give him a nice uh, give him a nice compliment. Give him a nice compliment for this week. He's been he put out he, he's been continuing to put out great content. And I was in awe that he didn't go two hours last week. Uh, so please. So please check out the uh, the, the podcast and uh, all that we have coming. And once again, don't be afraid to rate and review and subscribe. So uh, we'll move forward into what I feel like, J.D., we have to talk about first. I'm going to mix it up. Uh, I want to do some trivia before we get into the series. So there was account. There was an account that just kept putting stats up last night that I was like, okay, I have to use this account. Like, duh. Like, it was just so good. Uh, so shout out ESPN Stats and Info because uh, I have a couple questions for you, a couple trivia things that I have found that I was like, man, this would be really cool. Uh, so I'll start off with this. DeAndre Ayton had a massive game. Obviously, he had the the unbelievable dunk that sealed it for Phoenix. But he had an amazing fifth 20-point, 10-rebound game this postseason. Mm -hmm. That is the most in a postseason by a Suns player since blank. Uh, You say the fifth? So he's had I'm, five 20-point, 10-rebound games, and it's the most I, in a postseason by a Suns player since this guy. I want to give this guy benefit of the doubt, but I want to go with somebody I know was doing it regularly. I'm going to go with Barkley. Barkley. I, wanted to, I wanted to say Stoudemire, but I went with Barkley. Final answer? Yeah, give 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 it to Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire, Stoudemire. seven. Amari, I thought you were gonna. I thought, I thought you were gonna get it. I did. I thought you were gonna get it, but I get I, it. Yeah, I I would have probably thought Barkley off the top of my head too, but Amari see, did. No seven. It, it, it was tough because I remember no seven. They went against my Spurs, yeah. and Stoudemire was a problem, but it wasn't on the glass that gave my boy Timmy a problem. It was that pick and roll with him and Nash. Stoudemire was feasting. It was so good. Those pick and rolls were so good. They were just shout, shout out Robert Horry for changing oh. that series for us. <laughs> so we'll move forward into a player that you really like uh, in uh, in Paul George. I have a question on Paul George for you. Okay, Paul George, the fifth player over the last twenty seasons to score at least 20 points in each of his first 15 games of a postseason. Who are the uh-huh. other guys that have done that over the last 20 seasons? Over the last 20? Well, last you 20. said, okay, LeBron, no doubt. Jeez, uh, what year is it, 2021? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I got to go back for real. Okay, you say 20 points in first 15 games. First, Yeah, each of his first 15 games of postseason. I'm going to go LeBron. I want to go. I want to go this guy, but I am not quite as sure. For sure, I'm going to go Kobe. That's for sure. Okay. Kevin Kevin Durant. Okay. Um. Geez, I think he he messed his up. I want to go this guy, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm go Shaq. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so is that your four? That's f- 
man, it's hard because Paul George I'm, is the fifth. So you have, so yeah, you have to guess. It's 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 hard because I don't want to leave out. Like man, I'm leaving out so many people. I mean, sure. Harden, Steph, T Mac, AI. Sure. Um, forget it. I'm 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 a, no no no. Kawhi did it uh, in 2019, if I'm mistaken. I'm gonna take out a sh- who? I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, jeez. I'm gonna take out Shaq. I know this I know, is a great fact. I thought this was great when I saw it. Yeah. So, oh man, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm 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 tossing it in now. I'm go KD LeBron, KD LeBron, Kobe okay. Kawhi. Final answer. Yeah, I'm wrong. Okay. I know I'm wrong with one though. So you got Kobe, you got yeah. Durant, you got LeBron. The fourth one is D Wade. Oh, that's D-Wade. who I oh my god. Dwayne I wanted Wade. to say I wanted to say 2006. I wanted to say 2006 so bad, but I'm like, I don't I I don't know it's so many great scores. I, that's who I was debating on. That's who that's yeah. the only name I was debating on, but I'm like, I can't leave out Shaq. No. Kawhi in 2019 was freaking remarkable. So yeah. like I I had to go between them two, and D Wade was my third. Sure. Uh, it was like I was stuck on D Wade for the longest, but I'm like, I can't forget the greatness of 2019 and sure. the monster that Shaq was. Ah, man. It was unbelievable. No, you're good. It man, happens. Man, I mean, man, I would have, I wouldn't have guessed Wade. I know that. Gun to I'm my head. To. I don't know if I would have done Durant. Um, so we got, we got two more and obviously, you know, Aiton made the great play. So Aiton has you know fair share of questions, uh, and, and stats. So we'll go with this one. DeAndre Aiton is the third Suns player to make a go ahead shot inside the final second of a playoff game over the last 25 postseasons. Who are the other two? Nash and Barkley. Final answer. Ah, I wanna, I wanna go. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna go. KJ and Barkley. Uh, mm. Okay. Oh, that's tough. That is tough. I'm a, you said in the playoffs because that yes. book last season, the bubble don't count. Okay, I'm gonna go KJ and Barkley. Okay. The final, the the, uh, the two guys that did it were Boris Diaw mm. in 2006 and Stefan Barbary in 2003 at a buzzer beater. Wow. And then the next one uh, for DeAndre Ayton is DeAndre Ayton is the first player with five games of 20 points on 70% shooting in a single postseason since this big man in 2009. All right, say 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 it again. Twenty um seventy percent. So DeAndre Ayton is the first player with five games of twenty points on seventy percent shooting in a postseason since this guy in two thousand nine. Okay, two thousand nine. Yeah, is between Bynum and Dwight. I'm gonna go Dwight. That is correct. Dwight Howard in two thousand nine was able to pull it off. So had a little fun. Little fun trivia action before the, the start of the pod, and I figured that that'd be a good way to get into the game overall, JD, in this series overall, right? Um, I mean, the Suns have gone up 2 0, um, but it's not like the Clippers are just like, Being I mean, they're, they're not blow over. No, it's not blow yeah. over games. It's just the Suns are taking, they're doing what really good NBA teams do, which is don't lose it at out. home. They they're, close they're not, it out. Right. So I, I did. What's your initial thoughts so far of the two games, and what have you seen? What have you liked? You know, what do you not like? What do you think? Um, I think it's been great games, to say the least. Um, my initial thoughts are Phoenix is executing at the right time. They taking advantage of what they know the Clippers is going through. The Clippers is a tired team. 
you can see that they're tired. And um, Marcus Morris is battling the injury. They are picking at these things just as you're supposed to. If you're on the court, you're healthy. And I think they executing the game plans. They're not worried none to, nothing about if they'll be tired because they know they're going against a tired team and they they executing from point A to point Z. And they, they, they take care of business. I like that the Clippers – the Clippers got – if you ask me, I think they got the most heart of any team in the um, playoffs. I mean, they going down 0-2 every series and act as if they know they just go come back and win. And they did it twice. Um, I think that this is a different beast, especially when Chris Paul get back. Um, but I do, I do really like that the series is very – it's very interesting and it's close. It's tit for tat with every single thing. And I really like it. Um I can't complain about none nothing. Um the dislikes that I have is one thing. Okay. And I'm pretty sure you know where I'm finna go with this. Okay. He missed two free throws. Hmm. And everybody is clowning him now. Ridiculous. That that's my biggest thing. That is my only thing yeah. that I dislike. He he showed up this entire playoffs. Nobody gave him credit. Nobody said anything. He yeah. missed those free throws, and everybody all of a sudden got a voice now. But right. the same ones who couldn't give him credit. Well, we're we're just waiting for him to do what he always do. So you can't say he's been doing good up until then. Right. I, I, I hate I hate it. It's the biases and the the contradictions because nobody wanna speak on other guys who's not doing nothing. Paul George is playing as a number one when he's been a number two all season and he's been great. Sure. Yesterday was yeah. the worst free throw shooting game he probably had in years. He shot fifty percent. He's almost a ninety percent free throw shooter. He's winded, you can tell. Mm. He's been very efficient this season, um, especially this postseason. He's doing so much all over the floor on both ends. He's tired. It showed. But the fact that y'all could come here and just talk bad about him for one one thing, it's not like the game would have been over had he made him because Phoenix could have made a three. You know? Yeah. I just feel like Paul George haters is really – Starting to it it's starting to make the game even more interesting though. Chill for him. Cause every time he do something well, they shut up. And I like the silence. You know how I am. Yeah. I like I like to see people go on the road and shut everybody up. I like to see <laughs> the most hated person dominate. It, it's just how I am. I I I I love the the, the crowd silences. I love the people that make yeah. the haters shut up. Sure. I, I I mean, yeah, you do. You definitely do. For crying out loud, (laughs) I'm an antagonist. Sure. I I love when I can get under people's skin. So to make them be able to shut up, you know, I don't even look. Sure. Who who was the loudest person in the room last last year in 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 Indianapolis? Yeah. When Jimmy Butler got into it with TJ Warren. <laughs> All the Pacers fans around me and who the loudest in the room? This guy. Sure. sure. I, I look I love stuff like that. I just hate I just don't like the fact that they did that. But outside of that, I love everything going on in the series. I think the the officiating obviously could be better, but we can say that about every game. It is what it is. Sure. It's a great series. Yeah, it is. It's it's been the last the, the last two games have been just super competitive. I mean, there, there's playoff uh, basketball, you know, it, right? It's it's just it's one of those things where you know both teams are competing at a high level. Um, guys are stepping up even when they when they you know doesn't seem like they really they they might you know you wouldn't have expected it. Uh, Shout out campaign. You know, 
Like, I mean, yeah. Shout out, Kim. <laughs> well, I mean, Jackson, man. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I just, it's been really fun to watch. Um, I mean, they're just continuing to to make plays when people don't expect it. And I mean, let's, let's look at it from, let's look at it from the Clipper side, Judy. I know that's what you're eyeing the most. The way, the way that I see it is I'm, I'm at the belief where I'm just, I'm just at a loss for words. Um, how you just keep playing Terrence Mann less than 20 minutes a game. I just don't get it, JD. He's he's he he's a player to me. I mean, I have texted you this. I've, I've I know I've texted Alex this. I find would be the third best player on this team. I just love how he plays. I think he's smart. I think he he works hard. I, I just I don't get it, JD. I, I I don't I don't get it. I don't get why you're just continuing to limit this guy. I mean, I understand Beverly had a very solid physical game. He got under Booker clearly, as the stats suggested. Uh, but just what, what are you seeing from the Clippers at this point? I mean, Paul George, yes, he looks winded, but I mean, Marcus Morris, you know, coming off the injury, three of 11, you know, I, I mean, Zubach, you know, 14 and 11, I actually thought he had a sneaky good game. Uh, I just, I think this was a, a game where I just, I, I'm, I don't know. What did you think of Lou and how did you think that he's performed so far? Um. One thing I think that Lou has realized that he has with this team is a lot of talent. I think one of the biggest thing is he's he's struggling with putting them out there at the right time because he has so much talent. So many like everybody on this team is so skilled at different things. I think. My biggest thing is with Terrence Mann, I look at him, Rondo, and Patrick Beverly like this. They are energizers. When they hit the floor, they they bring so much energy into the time they off. But the problem is two of those guys are undersized. Rondo and, and Patrick Beverly can be on the sass when Devin Book is playing point guard. Yeah, I love what they do. You know how I feel about both of those guys. Yeah. But but Terrence Mann. Yeah. So di- he's so versatile. He I mean, at every game his confidence is it gets higher and higher. If I truly believe Tyloo needs to let him loose. Let him let him loose the same way you did in Utah. The same way you did in Utah. Let him all the way loose because this guy, he – you could tell the yeah. work that he puts in because yeah. early in the season he was really hesitant on shooting the three. Huh? If, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't miss a game. Sure. I've seen Terrence Mann from start of the season to now go from only attacking the rim to – Confidence in the mid-range pull-up. Confidence hmm. in the floater. Hmm. To spotting up. And the closer you get to the playoffs, the more and more three-point attempts he took. Hmm. And now it's to the point when he shoot the three, I think they're going in every time. Hmm. That that That's how it. I truly feel. Sure. I believe that Ty Lue has to let him loose. I think Ty – what I didn't like that from this game – as opposed to um, game one, Boogie didn't touch the floor enough. Boogie had a great game one in the minutes he was out there. I would have let Boogie attack a lot more than two, what was it, two to four minutes after seeing He had eight points in four minutes in the first game. I would have had to give him a little bit more run just off the strength of Aiden is gonna be Aiden. Clearly, yeah. And, and, and we, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's to the point now we know that he's twenty and ten every night. That's the guy he's established himself to be in his playoffs. We know Zoo can Zoo can get his, but Zoo will not be as dominant as Boogie could be in a spurt. Mm. Zoo gonna get his over time. Boogie could be a dominant force for five to 10 minutes, as we've seen in the first game. Sure. To the point where it can disrupt 
Phoenix as he did in the first game. You're not asking Boogie to play 12 to 15 minutes. Just go out there and be dominant for this amount of time, and it could change the game. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I feel like not putting him out there enough in this game as yeah. he did in the first, it kind of took away because when he came in in the first game, the way that the Clippers played was through Boogie. Mm. He come in, he get a quick dunk. He come in, get a quick tip. Not down the three ball. Mm. It it Phoenix was forced to call a timeout. They went down what six or eight instantly. This is a game changer. I yeah. feel like you 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 got to ride with that. But Tyloo got so many guys over there. Uh, the Serge Ibaka injury is huge. Um, yeah, it is. Kawhi, Kawhi going down is the. I think that's. That's the best player left in the playoffs. I had him and KD at one, one A, one B, and KD gets eliminated. Kawhi goes down. I, you know, then you got um the Marcus Morris nagging injury. Now you don't have Chris Paul on the other side. It's like a bunch of guys just have to step up, and they both are have very deep teams. I love Etuan Moore coming in and just yeah. being a solid veteran guy for Phoenix. Mm. I love what Cameron Payne has been doing. I love that um, Talu put Luke Kennard in situations to just be you, just shoot the ball. Yeah. Just shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get picked on on defense. I will take your nine points right? and you give up six because yeah. then when we take you out, that's a plus three. Yep, right. Something, something right. to 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 that extent, and you know, I think that Talu having a hard time getting these rotations exactly the way he need. Whereas Monty Williams said all season, mm. this is what's gonna happen if this happens. He it's like it's like he's he's literally just playing plug. He just using plugins. Oh, this why is going down. Let me go ahead throw this one in. Because he already had these rotations and everything figured out, and that's why they're able to execute so much because the game plan has been laid out already. I agree. I, I think that's been a huge factor for the Suns, really the entire postseason. But I think in this series specifically, it's very concrete what they're going to do rotation-wise. It's just it's very yeah. concrete. The Clippers, you just you really don't know. Like I, I think it's a game to game. It's a game to game basis. I agree. He's he just Boogie is one of those guys that you know obviously had a very strong game one, and I agree with you, dominant when he was in the game. Uh, but then to just go four minutes, you know, it just kind of shows. I think that says a lot about what's been going on with the Clippers is just, they're just yeah. continuing to adjust. They're t- continuing to tweak, which is which can be a really good thing. It can yeah, be a really sure. good thing, but it's but also know really nice. Strengths. Right, right. To know your you gotta, strengths, to know you your gotta team. You got to know where you're winning at in these situations. And I agree. At any time, I don't think it's a big man that Boogie can't give a hard time in his five or ten minutes. Sure. Just because of the skill he still possesses. Uh-huh. Now, we don't know if he got the motor to, to play the big minutes, but we know in those five to ten – he can be the the best big on the floor, or he can be the most irritating big on the floor. But he right. will be a presence on the floor. You don't have to play him that many minutes. Just let him be him in those given minutes. So right. give him minutes. It's it's the same way with um. It's the same way with how Golden State used Javale McGee. JaVale yeah. McGee was not the best big on the floor because he felt he knew his role and he felt it to the match that he was an impactful and problem for other teams. <laughs> That's all. Similar, the, the Lakers did the same thing last year. JaVale McGee doesn't have the skill that a boogie has because he knows who he is and he knows his role. When he, if he can fulfill it to the max, it's a problem for other teams. Boogie know who he is. Boogie has been dominant his whole career. He's not asking if it, he's not looking to play the, the same 38 minutes that he was. But if you give him eight minutes, 
he's going to give you eight minutes worth of dominance. We've seen how quick that they took Sarge out the first game. Yeah. They put Aiden back in, and he still scored. Yeah. He still got rebounds. I think I think Talu, it's great to make adjustments on the fly, but you got to know where you are winning at. And I think in, in these situations with Boogie, if you – one thing the Clippers did in the season when they first acquired him, they ran Rondo, Terrence Mann, Kennard, Paul George, and Boogie together. And one thing I've seen a lot, and they'll take out uh they would take out um Paul George and throw Batum in if they went with only their bench. And one thing I seen that they did was Terrence Mann cut a whole lot. Paul George was in and out cutting a lot. Rondo was dumping it down the boogie, Kennard dumping down the boogie. And they ran through boogie. It's either you was doubling or you let them play one on one. You double yeah. him. We know he kick it out to Rondo. Rondo go find open man. Terrence Mann cutting. We seen Terrence Mann get on top of Gobel, the defensive player of the year. So we know what kind of smoke he bringing. And you leave Paul George, Batum, or um, Kennard open. We know that they can knock down a, a shot. That's what they did. But see, I don't think I don't think Tyloo going back to that with Phoenix. Phoenix know when they take DeAndre Aiden out, they putting in Sarge. What they going to do? They keeping it a fast pace. Sure. They going to keep it a fast pace. Campaign yeah. is going in to end because Sarge yeah. snaps out of 10 can outrun the other five. Yeah. Um, Cam Johnson, Michael, Michael Bridges. They are going to be up the floor every second every that campaign is going. And I think because they noticed and ran like this all season, Sure. It, it the the flow is so much better. They they so connected. I think that's that's a big thing. They know they know they gonna get their minutes. They know who they gonna run with. The execution is there because it's been the same game plan. Maybe if they if if Money Williams take away ten minutes from this guy and he only gonna play those two minutes, he know who he on the flow with those two minutes. He know his role. He know what he got to do. Sure. Yeah, I think I think for the Clippers, one of the things I was confused. I mean, obviously the rotations, but then like, you know, another example of it is when you have a guy like Mann, who comes off scoring thirty nine in his game seven. But then my problem is he only he was still making his shots. He was still making his shots in the first game. He was three of four. He was three of three from three in game one. So like. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he wasn't shooting. I just don't. I don't get it. Like I don't. I don't know what I would have. I don't know if that's a confidence thing. I don't know if that was just we're not going to make him as you know more involved offensively. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I, I'd like to see him do a little more, as you said. Um, I agree with you on Kennard. I think Lou's doing a really good job of just saying, "Look, I don't care um, if if we can get a three point edge." because you make threes, uh, I'll live with that. Um, if we, if, if we can, you know, cut the deficit, uh, but we may give up, you know, slightly less. And you know, it, it just, there's a lot that you have to consider there. Uh, I think, I think for me, um, you know, obviously it's clear that Morris is not what you exactly want, uh, but they're putting their hearts out there. That's for sure. They're not playing yeah. anybody that I'm sitting there just like, man, they, they, it's not good. Like you the don't two belong minutes on have the been floor. really good. The Batum, yeah. the Batum minutes are good, um, which I'm shocked about. Um, I, I was shocked about Zubac getting 34 in this game. I was shocked yeah. about that. Like, they're getting effective minutes from those guys. It's been fun to see. And, and, I mean, we'll see what he continues to do. But, I mean, moving towards the Suns, you know, the effectiveness, I think the way that you talked about the rotation is how I really thought about this entire game is it feels more concrete there's more of a purpose. There can be a little variety in the sense of, say, Tory Craig one game could get 20 and Cam Johnson yeah. could get 12. But like you said, if you if you can tell the guys on your team, look, this is who we're playing. So, like, know you're getting in the game, right? Yeah. Ty Lue can't do that. 
Like Ty Lue can't do that because yes, he keeps everybody ready, but he can't guarantee DeMarcus Cousins is going to play. Yeah. You can't guarantee that. Like I, it's so up and down because of the way that he wants to continuously adjust. And you yeah. have a guy like Monty who's able to sit there and be like, look, you know, campaign, you were getting 20 minutes for us off the bench with Paul out, but now I need you to play 37 in a tight yeah. game the whole way. What I have expected yeah. campaign and at all in his career, not just what he's doing now. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't care about that. Right. If you would have told me when he got cut in Chicago, JD, he was going to play 37 minutes in a game two of the West Conference. I started to be laughing. He, yeah. he's, he, you know, it's guys, it's the situations are obviously a factor, but knowing what you're going to do out on the court is a big Absolutely. deal. And Absolutely. Phoenix has clearly set that apart. Like, I mean, there was, it wasn't a great Booker game, you know, five of 16 granted he made all of his free throws, but it wasn't a great Booker game. He had seven turnovers. Uh, it's a little more turnovers than I'd like, uh, but they, they still found a way to adjust. I mean, you know, Payne was getting to the rim. He had that, he has that little move uh, where he goes into the big, so yeah. like he'll drive in, he'll try to use his shoulder a little bit, see if he can get a foul yeah. from he the turns, big man he reaching. Turns, he turns just enough to just be enough. far away, but still have you on his back. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I've noticed that move from him. It's definitely a go-to move. Uh, but it, I mean, shoot, it works. And He's then done I mean, his I whole think, career just yeah. needed the opportunity, and, uh, yeah. and he he'd have had a mentality to attack the way that he does now. Yeah. And and then Aiden, obviously, with, with the, you know, and I guess, I mean, we need to probably talk about that. You know, in the last play, I mean, I, here, here's what I thought after watching that play, J.D. Here's what I thought. And I know you're going to push me back on it because you're a Spur guy, but I don't really care. I think Monty Williams has turned himself into the best coach in the NBA. Right now, I think he is the best coach in the NBA. Best coach? Best coach in the NBA. I think he is. I think for me, he was already headed top five. Right? He was in the top five. But I had I mean, him in my top thing. three. I had him in like, my top three. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think here, the thing for me, JD, is obviously he's a great X and O guy. Like, are you kidding? Like, that play was just. Now, granted, you can say the Clippers may have blown it on defensive coverages. Zubat should have played more up, whatever that, the case might that, be. I think that's what it was, but it was a great play college just because. <laughs> Right, but money. This is a situation where he outcoached Tyloo. He mm. knew that what Tyloo was gonna do, and he just used it against him. There's no way Zubat should have came that far out. No, not at all. It, there's no way. And to be completely honest, I would have played Zubat on the ball and Boogie under the rim just for the fact that Zubat. It's more likely Zubat go get a tip pass. And with with how physical that boogie is, if you come running that boogie thinking you're gonna dunk on him, it I I think with the strength that he got, you, you likely to bounce off of him before you go through him. You know, I think that was one thing. It's no way that I, I just hate the way they were set up, but at the same time, that shows that Monty already had this thought out. Monty knew the way that they were going to be defended hmm. and hats off to him. That shows brilliance. That that shows brilliance right there. Yeah. I mean, he knew what they was going to do. And he made it work to his advantage. I mean, sure. that just goes that goes in to say how how great of a coach he is. Um, I don't think he's number one, but I definitely think uh, you can argue that it's it's not something. You I, can I mean, argue. I, the way I see it is, I I agree with you. Obviously, the, there's a you know, I mean, you're for a guy, so I don't feel like I have to you know ask you really. I think you would probably say Popovich is the best, and I, I obviously understand the argument. Greatest of all time. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, I, I mean, I think if you look at his legacy, I'm not, I'm not going to debate that. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm I, don't, not, I don't, I'm just saying I don't even where think he of currently Pop is right now. As, I don't even think of Pop as a right now as he's still in that. I think more of like, we know who Pop is, what sure. he can do. For me, sure. it's, it's the like, it's just the, it's just like the last two seasons. 
Sure. I take in what certain coaches did. I think sure. money started establishing himself towards the end of the season, even before the bubble, right? Mm. And I think this season he he showed that with the right guys, yeah, I could take you there. And right. then I go to this guy who completely outcoached everybody in the bubble last season, sure. Eric Spolstra. Sure. And I think coming into this season, b- before all of the um, COVID and the injuries and all that, I, I think you've seen for quite a while when they finally was healthy in the midst of the season, they were beating the top teams. They were, I mean, they beat the Lakers. They beat Utah. They um beat Denver. And it was like, this was all within a week span. And it was simply like, I think Eric Spolstra, when his team was healthy, he was able to do that. But that's why I go with, based off of these two, I think both of these guys, when they teams was healthy, these last two seasons, I go with those two. Because even this, even even um, though Miami got swept, I don't think that Spolstra had the um, roster he should have had due to the injury to Victor Oladipo. When Vic got hurt, it changed the rest of the um, season for them. Sure. Sure. So I, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with money and Spolstra at one and two. Um, I'm only gonna keep this between 29 coaches because Pop sure. is in a league of his own to me. Sure. Um, it's fair. And, That's fair, and I don't even know another coach I would put in there with him outside of Nate McMillan because yeah. you know you know how I feel about Bud. I'm not speaking on him. No. I think I think Mike Malone is overrated. Um, wow. I think I think simply just this. Okay. Wow. I think money outcoached them every game. With he without, really did. With, without even trying, I think money was just head. Even to speak on this, I think that Mike Malone could have got the uh, Portland series over faster because Terry Stotts not a good coach to me. Yeah. Terry Stotts wasn't coaching. The guys went out there and just were playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um out out. That's what it looked like. Tibbs, we know I think Tibbs is a fantastic coach on the defensive end. I sure. think he lacks offensively. Um, same with Frank Vogel. Mm. Um Yeah, that that that's that's just really how I feel about it. That's fair. I, I, I think when you think of top three coaches, you give me Nate McMillan, Money, and Spolstra. Sure. That's fair. I won't disagree with that list at all. Uh, well, let's move forward uh, to what we just had last night as well, uh, the draft lottery. Uh, the draft lottery happened. Uh, and, J.D., the Detroit Pistons uh, got the got the luck of it all. They got the number one pick. Um, I, I, I mean, they've, they've certainly got a team that is um, – I mean, you know, Troy Weaver has done a phenomenal job drafting this team. There's not, I mean, he really has. Yeah, they Stewart, got talent. Stewart, Stewart's really good. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, whether you think Grant's overpaid, uh, I still think he's a very good player. Uh, Sadiq Bay is a very good player. Uh, they, they ripped off the Thunder for him to Diallo. You know, Jackson. There's a good. This is a good roster. Is where I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um. So my, so my thing for you, JD, is. With the number one pick in a draft for this Detroit Piston team, where do you think that this puts them now? Where do you think that, you know, there, there seems to be an obvious candidate, right? And it seems very obvious that they might go cunning, that they're probably going to go yeah, Kate Cunningham. They go Kate. They go Kate. Um, so if you, so if we pretended for a second that that's going to be what happens, what do you think that does for Detroit overall? Um, you know, with this young core and the mix of veterans that they have. Um, they made the bubble. I mean, wow. not the bubble. They they made the play in. Wow. Um, wow. I'm, I mean, they. Wow. You think I they mean, could we, be that good next year? You think they could jump into the plan next year? I mean. Wow. I don't. I, I don't see why they couldn't be 
Better than Orlando. It was a one game difference. Sure. With Cleveland. Um, Cleveland is so unsettled. Um That's a good way to put it. Like yeah. you you can look at Cleveland and say they got the talent, but can you look at them and just say they can do this? Huh. I, I don't huh. like they huh. it's I don't really see a sense of direction for them right now. Fair. Um Toronto, I think Toronto blow it up this summer. Huh. Uh, huh. I think they should at least. If yeah, they we'll don't, I don't. If, yeah. if they don't, I'm not sure if they better than Toronto. But fair. Um, I don't think they'll be better than Chicago. Okay. I don't. I don't think they'll be better than Charlotte. There's a chance they better than the Pacers because we don't know what the Pacers gonna do this offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Very true. With the Wizards, um. I'm pretty sure they they make some moves to go younger. Mm. So, you know, depending on what happens in this sure. offseason, I think Detroit Detroit could get up there just because I think that the bottom half of the East is so shaken up. Like the only teams yeah. I don't think that they will that there's any chance they could be better at is the top heavy of the East that sure. I don't need to name. And then I go Charlotte, Chicago. That's fair. I, I mean, I I think I think the Pistons with Cade, obviously, you know, I mean, the the hype around him is he's a transcendent superstar. If you you listen to the Power Hour, all Alex does is want to put Cade Cunningham on a team because he's just not <laughs> transcendent, and that's not a shot. It's just the truth. And I yeah. think I think when you have players like that, um, it's it's a really good you know. And not to mention that I think Detroit clearly has a direction they want to go in. I, I, yeah. I loved their draft. Um, I think I think their draft is smart. It was effective, and they took the right guys when they needed it. Um, yeah. You know, they they took the shot in, at Killian Hayes, and you know we can see how that pans out. Um, I mean, and obviously Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart have been awesome for them, and it's it's moved their trajectory up a lot. And sure. they're they're making the right decisions, and you know the number one pick will be very interesting. I I, I agree with you. I think Kate Cunningham gets number one, but you know who knows? Uh, you know, there's a lot that can happen, and uh, you know we'll just see where where it happens next. And then obviously uh, you have the Houston Rockets who finished number two. Um, I I mean I heard Alex talk. I, Alex was talking to me about it, so I'm not going to reveal what he thinks, but I agree with what he thinks. Um, I think Houston absolutely needs more draft picks. More, 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 and more. I don't care how you do it. I would look to trade out of two. I would look to figure out ways that I can gain more draft picks. The the, mm. the Houston Rockets, the Houston Rockets, in my opinion, are the most talent-deprived team in the league. And I'm including the Thunder. Like they're like they they just when I look at this team play, I, I just I sit there and I'm like, this is a bunch of it's a bunch of blob. Like, I mean, Christian Woods a really good. Christian Woods good. Um, Wall is good. I'm higher on Wall than most, but he's good. Uh, yeah. Jay Sean Tate, Kevin Porter are good. Uh, but I just there is so many guys, JD, that I think they have to move off of, yeah. and they need to get younger. They they just need to read any part of the, any guy that was somewhat a part of the Harden era needs to go. Get rid of. Every every guy that was a part of the Harden era. So I'm looking at an Eric Gordon, gone. I, I'm looking at a Daniel, Daniel Hills, House, gone. I'm looking at pieces like that. I'd get rid of John Wall shit. too. I'd I say I'd look around. Yeah, I'd look and, around. And anybody past they third third to fifth year out of there. Out of there. It's fair. I mean, they've I build, got build around good. Christian Wood and um, yeah. Kevin Porter Jr. Sure, sure. And if they. And I, I just I would look to pri- I would look to bring in young talent. I mean, it yeah. doesn't have to necessarily be draft picks. Um, I heard something about um, Detroit trying to trade out on one. That'd be that'd be wild. But I mean, if if if, if but I I feel like with this Houston team, JD, it's so talent deprived. Um, yeah, I think you need more than less. What's what's your thoughts on them with the number two pick here? Um, you know, and how how would you move forward? <sighs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with. Um, I do think they need more picks, but shit, the possible. I, I try to get my hands on one too. I mean, yeah. Um, if, if if that's a real thing, I mean, if they're really yeah, trying if, to float it around, 
if if it's a if it's a, any chance that Detroit trade Kate Cunningham, because nine times out of ten that'll be number one pick. Um, I agree. I I go with I go with trying to get him, and that way we already got two guys that we we know we yeah. can work around. Now you bring in that guy and. We got a nice young core. I mean, Kevin yeah, I Porter agree. Jr. is a competitor on both mm-hmm. sides of the ball. Like, he doesn't have to be great, but you know he's going to mm-hmm. compete. Christian Wood, we know what he what he is about. Um, Kay Cunningham, I you stepping up to the bright lights now. Let's just see what it's about, you know. Um, and then as far as the rest go, you can figure out what pieces you need to put around them. But sure. if you can start off with that kind of three, you're in a great situation. I think um, then after that fire sale, what you don't want. I agree. I agree. The it, 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 To me, it's it, they've, they've got a nice young core. I mean, the only thing that concerns me, JD, is is just I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean to go there, but it's the truth. Can Kevin Porter stay on the court? And can he stay on the court by being smart with his decisions? Like, yeah. I think that's a very fair thing. Yeah, I think. Um, and maybe uh, Houston has I, I a thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Houston's got something. Maybe they've got a structure in place that he can feel like he can grow in. And, and um, you know, because I, I do think I agree with you. Um, massive offensive talent. I mean, you can't deny it. He dropped 50 points. He's massive, massive talent. I just – And I, I think just, they coach let him be him. Yeah, Silas. I like, yes. I, I, I like Silas. Yeah, Silas is good. I I think Tate's – I agree. I think Tate's very good. I agree. Um, the way the way I just see this team is I, I'm, I'm really open to trying to make a young roster. If the number two picks what I use, great. If I need to trade down – great um you know jd real quick i'll let you take you know well well, you know obviously i'll run through the order real quick uh and then we can talk about one team and then we can transition i'll let you pick it so obviously you know we talked a little bit about cleveland and toronto so figure we can move past that but um we have orlando we have an okc uh you know we have a sacramento uh at eight we have new or part nine uh new orleans at 10 charlotte at 11 San Antonio at 12, Indiana at 13, Warriors have 14 and seven. Seven. Um, yeah. You know, what, what are, you know, is there a team that you're sitting there just like, man, I'm really curious what they're going to do um, from the lottery. I'm really, I really want to know what they're thinking, yeah. where they're going to go directionally. Go ahead. Okay. See, huh. I mean, huh. I don't know if anybody else liked this guy as much as I do. Sure. I love Shea. Sure. I, I love Shea, man. Like, I don't talk about him as much because he in OKC, but I love Shea. Yeah. I love Lou Dort. Like, <laughs> yeah. Competitors, man. And Shea's so smooth, man. You know, and then. Yeah. I think uh, Baisley, you know, I like Baisley. Yeah, you do. I, I you like, very much do. I, I like those guys, man. Um, I think Poku could have a future. Um, the Kimball Walker edition is. I, I I need him out of there. Like, I know some people like okay like Kimball coming there. I hate it. Um. Well, why do you hate it? Why do you hate it? I I've been I've told I've been told by sources that your uh that uh your take your takes is muy caliente, very hot, very hot, JD, very very hot, muy caliente. Do you have a take for Kimber Walker that makes you just want to steam steam out your energy, let it go a little bit here? He sucked this season. <laughs> like, there's no other way of saying it. Like, he was not good this season. Um. <laughs> I don't hate on Kimball Walker. You know, that's not that's not me. I don't it's not like I'm against Kimba. It's just he was not good this season. What do you get out of him? How is he gonna make anybody on that team better? You a young I, team that's looking to progress and develop. Who can he make better? Huh. His yeah. on the court game style don't make anyone better. 
maybe no. talking to you, bring in that happy environment that he has. But that was something I said all this season. Why yeah. are you so happy and y'all getting y'all ass whooped? Hmm. How are you smiling after and y'all losing? Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's more than the game, but the competitor and I don't see the competitor in him at times. Like you was bad this season and you smiling after y'all getting y'all ass whooped. No, well, I'm saying, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, like, I, I hate that they traded for him. I hope that they trade him away. Let him go somewhere where he can be a factor. At. I don't think he's going to be a factor there. Personally, I, once again, I'm not against Kim Walker. No. I just don't think he could do anything for them. I I agree. I I agree. Is this passing isn't ideal? He's not going to. Um, he you know, shot this terrible insane. this year. He was yeah. bad. He was yeah. very bad. Yeah. He was. And I think, you know, I, I do. I think they're even though I don't think it's is real. OK, like, I mean, yeah, they picked up Chris Paul and they worked with him to get to the team he wanted. Right. That's a fair statement. That's what happened. Yeah. I just don't believe that Kimball Walker in terms of a trade necessarily. That is a rough that is a rougher than rough. I just don't see anybody wanting to do that. Including who, teams win now. I know who who would want them, especially after seeing what what they got did. The Go Lakers. Ahead. That's the, the only Lakers. team I thought of. <laughs> That's the only one I could think of. Instantly. Right. Um, right. Outside of that, I I really can't tell you. Um, I don't I don't even see the Clippers wanting him. Cause no. with what they with, with what they have now, I don't yeah. see them going out their way to get him. No, they would they would not go out their way to get him. I think the Clippers know they can win now. They, yeah. If anything, they try to bring everybody back. Yeah. Only way that only way that they don't is if they was to give up on Pat Bev, and I don't see that. Kim Kim hypothet Kim hypothetical trades are really tricky for me. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, Cleveland. he's he's got the knee problem, and <laughs> that's that's really hard. And yeah. like you said, his shot is not the same. Um, his play, his ability to create his shot is not the same. He doesn't um, even so finish around the rim the same, and he's it's never hard. been good on defense. No, it's I don't I don't see what he could do. I know they're gonna try to trade him, but that's why I'm interested in what they do. I feel like. They need to get them a big, get them, get them a big. Yeah. And I, I think, I think OKC get them a solid big. Oh man. Yeah. They, the, the sky's the limit. Cause man, I, I, I just can't wait to see what they do, but I know Kimber won't be there. Well, and here's the, here's the other thing with the, the thunder, right? I mean, yes, they traded Brown and they traded Horford. Although like, I mean, I still have some intrigue with some of these guys. Like, here, my thing with the Thunder is, I think, I think it makes, I agree with you, it makes no sense for oh, them to have Kim Walker. You're gonna, you're gonna move off him because I think Kendrick Williams isn't horrible. I like not, Ty Jerome. I don't like, uh, I don't like Kendrick Williams, but I mean, Jerome Maladon. There, there's guards there, and yeah. I don't want to ruin that. While at the same, you know, like, I just think you have to. I, I don't. Off the top of my head, I really don't know of a team that would benefit from a Kim Walker addition that then gives you the haul that you might want. I don't know the haul for him. Only team I can – I agree with you. Only team I thought of, J.D., is the Lakers shipping the first-round draft pick and getting Kim Walker. That's the only yeah. team that came to mind. Um, I mean, that's the only team that came to mind. Maybe New York. Maybe, Maybe New but, York. But yeah. I don't really want that. Because I kind of think that, yeah, you know, that's because I think they let go of D Rose, right? Right. That that'll be the only way. Yes, yes, and and so it's it's just it's one of those things where I don't realistically see the fit there. Um, granted, I I like the fact I agree with you. I really like Shea and I really like Dort. Um, so I'm not trying to ruin those guys in any way, yeah. shape, or form in their development. Uh, and I mean, they need to be playing at 30 minutes a game, period, point blank. I don't care. Yeah. So I, the way I see it is that, you know, you, you, I agree you have to get off Kimba. I just have no idea who takes him on. I, I really don't. 
I have no idea who takes yeah. him on, and I don't know who is willingly taking him on. And that's that. that, that that's kind of wild to say. Two years ago, Kimball Walker wouldn't be yeah. a player that you would willingly take on. Um, I'll start letting this season trash. Tr- I mean, just yeah, just not. I don't really, yeah. But then, to be honest, like things you were hearing, or like people were talking about it, like listening to different podcasts and reading, like his rehab of his knee went horrible because he wasn't doing his job individually. Boston got panicked. Boston was trying to do to Boston got like, wait, what? You didn't get yourself rehabbed. You had two months because of COVID. You didn't get yourself. And then he was playing with the bum knee. Yeah. When I'm telling you, I don't think it's a fair stretch. The same thing had a somewhat of a healthier Kimmel Walker that this team makes the finals and wins it. So I think that's on. I think that's on. I think I I think I think that says a lot about his level of commitment because you clearly had a winner there, and yeah. he didn't commit to help, helping his knee out. Uh, the the there there is one team I am. I'll I'll talk about it real quick and then I'll move into USA. I think I am really intrigued um, to see where Sacramento goes. Um, yeah. I think the yeah. reason I am uh, is a couple things. Um, number one would absolutely not shock me if Darren Fox wants out next year, if you don't hit this pick, right? That's number one. True. Uh, number two, I think Marvin Bagley is not a starter. So if mm. you try to play Bagley, like, I think you're the position to me is big. It'd be nice to get a big, it'd be nice to get like a three, four or a five. I don't care. Just give me something in the front court because your backcourt's lethal. You don't need to keep yeah. jacking with your backcourt. Right. Yeah. Um, even like, I mean, they stole Halliburton. Great. Uh, but at the time yeah. it was, I still thought that you didn't fix the main issue. Uh, yeah. I mean, Holmes is very good. I think you try to resign him back. Um, but, you know, I'm curious what they do, because I think you need to nail this. If you're the Kings, um, I think I think you need to probably honestly look to contend for a playing spot, um, because I think and that's, and that's possible. Yeah. yeah, it it's is possible. It is possible. And I think yeah. they need to figure out a way to nail it right. Um, I'm not as – I mean, I think, the you know, the other teams in the lottery, obviously, you know, Golden State, Indiana, Charlotte, I think they'll, they'll you know, what you know. I just think my main intrigues, at least for me, I'm very curious to see what Sacramento does. And I agree with you, J.D. The Thunder are obviously interesting due to the amount of draft picks. Who knows if they try to trade up. I mean, there's there's so many things that they might be able to do. Uh, yeah. the, the other thing to talk about is the USA basketball roster, um, which got finalized today, um, and I think is a really, really good roster, and shockingly a really good roster. Uh, I mean, sure, like the Americans, and certainly um, when you look at this team, um, they they've. You know, there wasn't a Durant signing, um, a LeBron signing or anybody like that. Or sorry. Well, we didn't think there was with Durant, but there ended up being Durant on this team. Um, I'm I'm just pleasantly shocked that they got the, the guys that they got to commit to this team. I yeah. just I just am. Uh, I'll run through the list again. Uh, so right now you have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Bam Adebayo. Uh, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Draymond Green, uh, Drew Holiday, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. And then there was news that Harden was originally going to commit. Yeah. But the injury, I think he played it safe a little bit, even though I think it would be fun to have him on the Olympic team. Played it safe. Jeremy Jeremy Grant Grant. coming in. So what do you think about this roster? You clearly have the number one dominant guy in Durant. So you're not, you know, you got the big time, big time guy. Um, you got Damian Lillard. Um, yeah, you know if Booker continues Hate to move him. on, he'll come straight from the fi- he'll come straight from the finals or straight from long postseason. Yeah. Um, I really like Hate this him. team. Yeah, I do too. I, do I think too. this is a really good team, and and um, there's a couple guys I'm very curious on uh, because I think they're gonna it's gonna do a lot for their overall development. Um, I don't know about that. And is then this? there's a couple guys that. Uh, just kind of pissed me off that they're on the team. Uh, yeah. One of them is Kevin Love because I think he gets what he wants. But me other too. than, but like I, I think this is a really big deal for Zach Levine's overall development. I love it. And I think that this is a really big deal. Question. Um, go ahead. So we know who four of the starters going to be: Bam, Katie, Tatum, Dane. Sure. Now this Shungard. Mm-hmm. 
It's so tough. You got it is tough. Bill Book Levine, and you can argue Drew. I agree. Um, you could argue that they start Middleton at the uh uh the Ford. I'm yeah, yeah, and, and they throw Tatum at the two. Yeah, they could do no. so much with this roster, but I agree. I really, I really would. I, I just want to see Bill Book and Levine in practice going for the uh, yeah, star yeah. spot. Yeah, I think I yeah. think that'll be tough. That'll be fun. That'll I think. Fun. I don't like. I do like Jeremy Grant on that team. I think he can I really develop too. there. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the K Love or the. <laughs> We about like to, people go hate that I'm saying this. Go ahead. But it's not because I don't think you're good. I just think you could have got better. So you got love. So love, love and who else? Middleton. Really? It sounds bad, man. It does I, sound I, bad. I, I, I like really him. Bad. I like him, but I think you could have got better. What? 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 Um, because well, Kawhi and George seemed interested, but I don't blame I. Kawhi Kawhi pulled out. Play Kawhi Kawhi wanted to play. He pulled out because of his injury. Hmm. Paul George wanted to play, but he couldn't commit at the time yet because he does he didn't know how deep that the Clippers were going to go or not. Totally makes sense. Um, Jalen Brown wanted to play to his injury. Yeah. Um, Kyrie had, yeah, uh, uh, he wanted to play at first and Harden. I mean, it's not bad due to these things. I'm not upset about that. I'm just, I felt like it was other guys you could have went after. Um, hell, I think getting another bid for, um, outside of just Bam, why didn't they? I would have went after Jimmy over Middleton. Um, if he would have been, yeah, if he would have done it. Yeah, if, if he was interested, I would have went after Jimmy over him. I think – I'm not saying he's a bad pickup, obviously. No, not. no, I know you're – yeah. But, I know like, you know, people think I hate him. I don't hate him. I, I love no. this for him. I just sure. think if the possibility of getting a bigger name or a be- – not saying no, he's yeah, a bad player, it. but uh, no, just an upgraded version of him, I wouldn't no, have been upset. It. I would have went after Shea. Well, he's from Canada. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, though. Like, getting a little bit of a bigger guy would have made sense. I'm honestly really shocked they didn't ask Zion. They may have. I don't know. I'm shocked they didn't look at Trey. LaMelo. Yeah. I'm shocked they didn't even – we didn't hear it. Ja? Ja? Yeah. I I think I think they probably wanted to go a little more vet heavy, even though I mean obviously Booker and Tatum or Bam are pretty young. I still think they probably would have wanted Love to go me. a little more vet heavy. Yeah, but I, not I think freaking Kevin yeah. Love. I didn't. My thing with Love was I would have gun to my head. I would have I would have got Miles Turner. That's what I would. <laughs> and because I think maybe this is Kevin Love trying to show he still got game. Well, maybe maybe this may be it because we didn't see much of him in the regular season. I mean, I would have to think he gets the least amount of minutes, but I still think that <laughs> Kevin. Well, but Kevin Love's defense is awful. Yeah, it's awful. He doesn't try. In international, you have to. I mean, it's just bad. You're gonna switch. You're gonna get picks. You're gonna pick back picks. It's everything because the movement is crucial. And these teams in the Olympics aren't the freaking NBA where you'd run ISOs all freaking day. Yeah. There's actually plays called, and you're gonna have to work on defense. And Kevin Love doesn't work on defense. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I just the way that I see it is like I would love to have gotten a guy like Turner who could give me some rim protection. The fact yeah. is, I'm a I'm somebody who gets obsessed with this kind of crap. When where, Bam's at the where five, what Aiden from Bahamas? Otherwise, I would have absolutely gone for him. Yeah, I would have said that. Cat. Yeah. What about Cat? Uh, I've always thought Cat was of the U.S. He's from the Dominican Republic. I thought Bam. Yeah, I know. Interesting, right? Wow. I, I thought, didn't know that. Yeah, I thought 
you know, I get it. I mean, I thought it was big. They got banned back. I'm honestly surprised that they got banned back, but they, they did. They found a way to do it. I, I just think after ban, you know, Draymond's great defensively. So you're getting good. Yeah. Minutes. I, but I agree with you. I would have liked to have seen a little more rim protection. And personally, that's why I think they got Jeremy Grant. I actually think Jeremy Grant's the perfect international player. I think Jeremy yeah. Grant is the perfect international player because yeah. you can you can play him in multiple different positions. He'll mm-hmm. be able to play. It wouldn't even shock me if he gets in at five. There, there are really that that would be a really interesting. I mean, they could be very interesting. Four and KD at the three. Sure, sure. I mean, they could do a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's a very uh, versatile lineup for sure. Like sometimes we always want to say, well, who are the five best players on this team and let's start them. Um, but in the Olympics, it's like, sometimes it doesn't work. Like, I mean, I remember the, like when I was a kid, I was like, wait, Tayshaun Prince made it in 08. Like what? But like <laughs> sometimes the role, but it's even all seriousness. Like yeah. Harrison Barnes made at one point, Harrison Barnes, the intent of him was he knew his role. He could be three, four, five. Yeah. Prince could play three, four, five. Grant. Grant is better than those guys at the times that they were in the Olympics. I just gun to my head. Like I, I, I think there's, I agree with you. They obviously went versa versatile. I just, the one, t- the one guy I don't get is Kevin Love. That's all. That's all I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Kevin that's Love. the one, that's the one that stick out the most for sure. I agree. Um, and then other than that, you know, I'm excited to see this team go for gold. Uh, I, I love oh, the Olympics. I, I, absolutely. Let's 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 see him get gold. Let's see some guys redeem themselves. Uh, and, and without further ado, uh, you know, Julius Randle. Yeah, I'm shocked he didn't get asked either. Maybe that was something. I, I'm not sure. That would have been a really good one. Uh, I don't. I, that was one I didn't get. I, I thought they would have gone for him too. Uh, but you know, look, this has been a really you know you know we you know good podcast overall. There's plenty of things to check out. Uh, JD had recently been seeing us, you know, telling his audience, hey, check out, uh, you know, Facts and Stats. We are coming uh, with some more pods for that. So I, I'm excited to see what JD does for that. Uh, meanwhile, you got, uh, you Recording know, Al- Alex and, oh, yeah, Alex and Dylan uh, are, are kicking the game on Power Hour. Go check that out. Uh, Bryce and, and, and Zach and I are doing our Monday pods as well. Uh, I, you know, both of those have been, you know, have been terrific. Every, every one of those have been, you know, enjoyable, I feel like. And uh, we have plenty of content with Divine Rhyme coming up this week. Uh, you know, there's there's lots to look forward to on the network. Everybody's keeping themselves busy. Uh, without further ado, J.D., thank you for coming on the Lynn Sanding. Pleasure for being here, brother.